genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end of the world's end one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. Whoa, throwback. Old school. <laughs> Today we're preparing to annihilate minute 71, which begins with Mr. Shepard snapping his fingers as the blanks all move to attack again and ends with Gary suggesting that perhaps Sam should, in fact, climb down the drain pipe. So... I'm now remembering that that was in a lot of the trailers for The World's End, Gary landing on the van. Was it? Okay. Maybe on the trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's only one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how there's always, you know, like when like the second Avengers trailer was an event mm-hmm. or like the second Star Wars trailer. Yeah. It's just hitting me that like that's gone. I don't know. Like the idea of like other movies having that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think most normal movies just have one trailer. They have the one, unless it like gets stalled for like six months or a year. Yeah. But I think Baby Driver had two. Mm, that's true. I think. I think he had a really early one. Mm. And then another one. We still haven't had a trailer for Last Night in Soho. No. I think he was still like working on it. I think he was still like editing it. Well, yeah, but you know, we got one for Baby Driver early enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um... Yeah, a lot happens in this minute. Actually, it's it's very it's kind of it's one of our busiest minutes. Yeah, is what it, uh, they yeah they they run up the stairs. Mm-hmm. They uh, they they uh, barge their way through uh, Blank's apartment. Yeah, they get smashed. Yeah, they're called Eggman because they smash really. They're very fragile. Yes, indeed, mm-hmm. indeed they do. Uh, uh, one one bit that I I think is fun is that um, that I've never really I guess intellectualized before it was like the the fact that um when andy says like after so so mr shepherd snaps his fingers the right. fire alarm goes off they've hit the fire alarm again <laughs> which which really does suggest like that's a that's a thing for mm-hmm. some reason um some kind of uh alarm needing that sound in order to fight yeah well gary did it and then gary did it when he was a little kid when he was a senior Sure. I'm talking about the blanks. Like we talked about last week with the where like every time the blanks fight, they need like a sound a noise. Oh, like be it the air dryer or be it the uh, the fire alarm. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I remember what happened the first time we assumed that it was some kind of like stealth reason or like yeah. covert reason. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But now we I, I'm thinking it's I don't know, some kind of practical reason for them. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is. Because like but, the whole town knows. I mean, the whole hive has been <laughs> activated. Yeah. It's like. Every time, so I don't. I there don't has know. Has to be some kind of noise. Yeah. Um. But uh, uh, yeah. So when they when they do that and the blanks attack again, Andy says, "Uh, you know, the the smokehouse." Mm-hmm. And you know he's telling him like, "Meet me at the smoke" because they're getting kind of separated, right? Um. By by the gangs of blanks coming after them, and uh, I just realized that they call it the smokehouse because that's what they call it. And so none of the blanks know what they're saying. 
Oh, great. Yes. It's, that's what they call it. That's something that Gary um, mentioned in the, uh, the opening mm-hmm. bit, was that it's the, it's the Bulls Club, but mm. they all call it the, the Smokehouse, because that's where they go to smoke weed. Shout out to the prologue. Yeah. Yeah. Everything uh, was laid out right in front of us. <laughs> yeah. So this is pretty good. I like I like that they can be open about where they're meeting because they know none of these people are going to know. Yeah, it's uh, they're they're learning. Yeah, they're getting they're 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 adapting to this situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, Gary uh, takes Sam upstairs when he should be going out the front door, and it's insulting. It's a very Sean move. <laughs> yeah, it is a very Sean move. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, the uh, goes upstairs, barges their way through an apartment. Uh, which I know is a regular thing, the idea of like apartments being above the pub. Because hmm. I believe past guest of the show, Niall, either currently lives above a pub or very recently lived above a pub. Because he would talk about how he could never record on like Wednesdays because it's karaoke night oh. at the pub below. Wow. And you, you, he wouldn't be able to, he would just pick up all the time. That seems like something that's either really fun or really not fun. Yeah. Yeah. I it probably just depends on the type of pub, right? Like right. if it's a low key pub, that would be fine. Yeah, like, oh. but as soon as they start having like karaoke night, karaoke night or pub quiz, a uh, school uniform night, yeah, whatever. Yeah, anytime anything like that happens, if the pub has any kind of like special events, um, I feel like it would be miserable. But if it was more of like a pub restaurant, maybe it would be like more chill. Mm. I don't know. Um, if any. Uh, uh, Englanders, uh, you know, happen to uh, have had a past living living above a pub. Um, let me know if there's any, if it's always a bad thing, or if uh, you know, sometimes the pubs are quieter. Who uh, who lived above the who lived above a bar in a sitcom? Uh, well, well, didn't didn't the friends didn't wasn't they were above a coffee shop? Above Central Park. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I think, and they, I think they towered above it too, because mm-hmm. they had that like crazy huge penthouse apartment, right? <laughs> that they lived in. That we've talked about on the show before. Yeah. Um. I. I. Uh. I think did did um the How I Met Your Mother gang McLarens. Live? Yeah. Did they live above McLarens? Mm. I know they entered McLarens by leaving their apartment building, and McLarens was like in the basement. Okay, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. So like, I think, I think maybe they, I think they like. Like the the apartment building is above McLaren's, but you can't enter McLaren's unless you leave the apartment. Well, the apartment building and exit through like the cellar entrance. Mm-hmm. You know, like the steps down, kind of like Cheers. Yes. Yeah. To to speak in your language. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining how like Justin Long. Like in in Galaxy Quest, knew the layout to the ship. Yeah, I just imagine like if someone like knew the the, the you know like the layout to the the whole building and McLaren's like yeah. On the wall. Yeah, yeah. We get a close up of the um of the blanks face. Hmm. Of note. Yes. That's, that doesn't happen yet. I don't just like really of like not Pierce Brosnan. Oh oh, I see. Yeah yeah. You mean like the elderly couple upstairs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't figure out who they are. I assume that they're like somebody's parents or something. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're Edgar's parents. Oh, they like get in real life. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because um, it's like, I don't know. It's just like a little tiny like cameo. Similar to the to the uh, the council voting people or mm-hmm. the, the village of the year panel. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So let's see. Apartments above the beehive. I think of your options. Which which, which pub? I mean, uh, you know, the mermaid not included in this because that's the obvious answer. Um, which pub would be the most annoying to live above? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The beehive is kind of the... Uh... Um, you know, weirdly, what was the second one they went to? Uh, old familiar. I think that would be the best one because it seemed pretty quiet. Yeah. So that would probably be like, the, oh, we can pop down there. Right. Right. You know, worst. Well, not anymore because they're all so controlled. Right. You know? Yeah, I guess that's true. I feel like, I feel like the cross hands was the most populated mm-hmm. of all of them. So that would be the one I would say. That's where I could see like pub quizzes and stuff happening. Right. More so than the other ones. Um, the trusty servant seems very chill. No, not the trusty servant. The good companions seems very chill. Mm-hmm. Um, That's almost more like a like a restaurant to me. It's so big. The good companions. I mean, I know it's a pub, but like that would be like it'd be cool to like it'd be like living near a restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So then they. So they. They just like bash their way through the, the this, these old people. Jump out on the roof. Um, I really like the layout of like this sort of like U shape where it's like there's like a tower of apartments above the beehive, mm-hmm. and you then there's like us there's like a lower level that they're on the roof of. So they go out the window, land on the roof of like another building that's yeah. like lower, mm. um, and then like go off to the to the sort of back alley street. Um, I like that Sam is uh didn't remember where her car was parked or like i like the idea that she like lost where she was you know and so when she looks down she's like oh it's my car like it's right there yeah 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 and even though that was an option yeah 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 this is a uh this is a weird one to talk about you think so i don't know i I think this is like it's a that's such a uh i think this is the most transient minute we've had does that make sense transient because it really is just like the halfway between two sequences oh yeah like it feels very much like a a lego that's just a connecting piece yeah true there's really no standout well i mean you have that really great edit joke of uh, him smashing into the car sure which is the end which is the which is great yeah like i just love the fact that he's like She's like, oh, we should go down the drain pipe. Right, he's like, I've got a better idea. He, he's, he's, he thinks he's so cool. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna thrill her. This is right my now. moment. This is my Tim Burton Batman moment. Yeah, I've got a better idea. Bam! <laughs> and it's the I think <laughs> the when, wind is knocked out of him. He did a really good job of making it sound like someone talking with his with the wind knocked out of him. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I think, and I think what really sends that joke over the edge into laugh out loud territory. Is the little extra bit of the glass very visibly shattering out of the car? Yes, and like he visibly, de- it's like that. It does more damage than you even the audience maybe thought that he would do. Yeah, I'm like, oh, geez, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah, it's really funny because the- what, what makes it a jackass Gary move is the fact that that actually makes what they do next harder. Yes, it actually has consequences. Right, it's like uh. In D and D, if someone tries to be like a dick or do something for a laugh, and it actually has repercussions for the rest of the party, <laughs> yeah, it becomes like actually funnier because it's like, God damn it, yeah, why, why did, did you do? This? Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, oh man, I love that. Um, 
but yeah, I just I love I love Gary just uh uh yeah, just He's trying to show off in front of Sam. Big Jack Sparrow move. Yeah, and just like pulling Sam up there to begin with of like you know, like not just I, following Steven. Not just yeah, not just following them. Cause yeah, they, it looks like they're getting like full blown attacked. <laughs> yeah. Um and and Gary somehow uh made it through. Also, like uh, I know that they're like an elderly couple, but they're all blanks. So, like, what the hell was that elderly couple doing up there? No, we're not going that way. <laughs> yeah, they're just like chilling in their There's, apartment. They're fine. enough yeah. for them. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Why does the fire alarm keep going off? Why is that fire alarm going on? <laughs> there's, like, there's like five, they have like 5% resistance yeah. among their ranks. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, for every, you know, there's like 32 that just don't do yeah. it. Yeah. And then now they're just like, whoa, you can't just come in here. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> come back. Yeah. Um, but it is, I think it is, it is Bill Nye who's talking through them, though. Yeah. Um, Which is another really great voice filter in this movie. He always sounds really, like, menacing and cool whenever He they... barely sounds like Bill Nye, honestly. Yeah, they're really good at making it still a cameo when he has his big scene. Yeah. Like, if you're super in tune to Bill Nye's voice, maybe you pick it up earlier. It's like how some people were able to point out that uh, Sigourney Weaver was in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Like, oh, I know that voice. Yeah. He's uh he's very responsible for the a lot of the change that happens in each of these movies because like mm. like in Shaun of the Dead, Phil. He's Phil. Philip. And he is he is I, he is he's kind of the ogre the tr- the the big obstacle in Sean's life right at least he thinks so he's like uh, that Phil guy is always like yeah. on my on my case making me feel bad about myself making me feel bad about not being a real grown up and then when he has that heart to heart with Phil mm-hmm. he like feels like he owes it to Phil to like start making a change yeah his, and being his, more responsible his death is that big propellant for Sean that really drives him into that the change that occurs to him in act three right right really like jump-started by phil's death right like, and then oh you can't step back from this right and then in hot fuzz he's the one that said that tells nicholas angel that he's making them all look bad and that he needs to get out of here I'm the chief inspector yeah so it's like he's like you're too much of an adult you he's, need to settle down he's he, he's in in all of three of them he's an unmovable object standing in the way of the protagonist <laughs> yes every time yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's that's kind of a fun use of Bill Nye. And the third one is the only one where Sean or where Simon Pegg is able to best Bill Nye. Oh wow, that's true. In any way, yeah, yeah, probably not for the better, but maybe for the better. Yeah, yeah, but he <laughs> is able to like outwit or out outwill Bill Nye. <laughs> yeah, that's more accurate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> outwill, yeah. outwill. Whereas Philip's death, in Philip's death, he kind of gets what he wants, which is like you know, well, what he always wanted was for Sean to grow up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Sean being like, oh, this guy actually wasn't as big of an asshole as maybe I, I made him out to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You could probably... Oh, man. It's... You know, Shaun of the Dead, as much as it's celebrated, I still think it's weirdly underrated. Yeah. Because I think that one kind of gets labeled as being like kind of a stoner bro comedy mm-hmm. more than Hot Fuzz. Like, mm-hmm. it's a bit shaggier, but like that, it's, that movie's doing a lot narratively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Pairing a lot, spinning a lot of plates. I was just thinking about um, remember that that lessons from the screenplay video I had you watch about Jaws mm-hmm. about the characters in Jaws. How they're a D and D party? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, but like I was just thinking about like in terms of like the Simon Pegg characters and all of these. 
they really are each one is like a a different balance of will versus ignorance mm-hmm. and you have like you have uh uh you know Sean who is like medium ignorance but low will yeah right he seems to be he's smarter than he believes himself to be right yeah but but he's like yeah, it's not like a crazy amount of ignorance. It's just like he doesn't it, care. Yeah, he just doesn't care, which is where the low the he low probably, will comes he has from. he has a lot of I think Philip sees potential in Sean. Mm-hmm. Sean has what it takes to be a competent adult. Yeah. He just possesses such low will that he's okay living like Ed. Right. And like he's like, Well, it's better than like what it would take to change. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So like I actually think actually his ignorance might even be like on the low side as well, <laughs> but his will is also low. Yes. So then it's just like, well, because like I yeah. know this sucks, but yeah, because he I mean his ignorance, he is he is very late in realizing Nicholas Angel would have spotted a zombie invasion right. day one. Well, and that's and that's the difference, is like Nicholas Angel, low ignorance, high, high will. will. And then Gary King, high ignorance, high will. Uh, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's interesting. Oh, that's great. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're both, they're, all three of them are, it, it, it's almost like a, if you want to look at this trilogy, I think I have my first like subreddit theory. Okay. Something I can make go viral. Uh, I think each of, like, it's almost like each of these is like a reincarnation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of a being trying to get it right. Yeah, well, you know that's trying to achieve enlightenment. There's a there's have I that there's a uh, long long standing theory about how um, each doctor is an answer to the doctor that comes oh, yeah. previously. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so it's it's always like you know e- each one is like is like okay, what didn't that doctor have? Yeah. Now this doctor will be like the opposite of those things, and then yeah. you just keep tweaking it. Each each one down the line, mm-hmm. like a conversation. I remember yeah. kind of pitching thirteen that way to, to to a friend of mine. Yeah, saying that like you know twelve is kind of about being like, oh, I don't think I have to be this anymore. Yeah, this old white man. I think that time's over. Right. I think it's better if I'm going to stay useful. Right. And of a value to this universe, I need to become something else. And then changes in the Jody Whitaker. Need to become someone else, which is need to become um, something, something else. else. And then Jody Whittaker. What, what 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 a mic drop moment it would be if the first thing Jody Cool Whittaker does is climb a salmon ladder. <laughs> that would be amazing. I've got incredible strength. Now. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's all we got for this one. Yeah. Uh, it's a transitional minute, and it's uh, like like uh, like Simon Pegg, like the characters in this trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, we will uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to, uh, if you're on Facebook, check out the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub over there. Uh, we really appreciate um, all of our listeners over there starting conversations, talking about things. Let us know if you've ever lived above a pub <laughs> and how how what, how annoying it was. What kind of sitcom shenanigans happened to you? Right? Are we forgetting any other? Uh, Sitcoms. I bet there's they... a wealth of them in the UK that we're not that we're just ignorant of. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, sitcoms where they lived above a above a pub. Oh, or I live a above a pub. <laughs> anyway, uh, Cornetto Minute and Listeners Pub on Facebook, and tomorrow we'll be back with Minute Seventy Two. But for now, let's boo boo.